You're listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an evangelical Lutheran church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from the triune God. Tragically, this is the third time just in the past few weeks that one of your pastors has had to stand here in this pulpit and acknowledge that a child of God picked up a gun, walked into a public place of worship, work or play, and brutally killed other children of God. The bad news just keeps coming And it's tempting to retreat into the isolation of our homes and immediate circles of our family and friends. It's scary to realize that, yes, we could be victims of a stranger's rage when we come to play, work, or even pray here. However, when fear becomes the driving force of our lives, sometimes that fear can rip us farther and farther from community And we can move deeper and deeper into isolation and fear of the other. In fact, when we isolate, we move deeper into the very alienation that breeds the violence that we fear. But to be sure, the world of today's gospel that we just read was a world that also knew the tragedy of religious, ethnic, and cultural violence Rising out of the flames of religious violence and war, the feeding of the 5,000 remembers Jesus as one who urged a scared and sick crowd to run from isolation and be fed by the grace of God together. Jesus proclaimed that the good news is that God's grace is a meal prepared for all people and that we are fully satisfied only when we are all seated at the table. The feeding of the 5,000 is probably familiar to most of you. It's been an uh, essential piece of Christian memory from the beginning. It's one of those stories that appears in all of the Gospels. But over time, probably the way that many of us have heard this has changed the story. The narrative has been told in such a way that all that many of us hear is that Jesus is God because he defies the law of nature, period. That's the only point of the story. Hearing the story in this way, however, has made it difficult for us to hear the rest of the story, that Jesus is the Holy One who comes to us from among strangers, not when we isolate in fear from each other. In today's gospel, we hear Jesus have compassion on the crowd. He says they are like sheep without a shepherd. He says this because he sees that they are divided, each after their own individual salvation. He sees that their real need is to come together and see God in each other. Above anything else, the job of a shepherd is to transform a herd of individual sheep into a community. 
If the sheep have any chance at life at all, the shepherds know that the sheep have to work together as a single body. The salvation of sheep rises out of their collective spirit and not from guarding their own turf. And so Jesus prepares a meal that takes strangers and makes them into one body. When Jesus takes that food from that one person, a vulnerable young child, it might seem strange or even cruel. But what he's doing is setting the table for a meal that takes place in the kingdom of God, not in a world that's driven by survival of the fittest. Indeed, Jesus in this meal shatters the notion that God's grace is about satisfying our individual needs. In this meal, 5,000 individual crises of 5,000 different strangers transform into this enormous dinner party, a dinner party for a now united family of God. And I don't know if you noticed, but when God throws a dinner party, you can't take your food and then just go sit wherever you want. No, Jesus tells the crowd to sit down together on the grass. Now, this might not seem like such a big deal, but this, this was asking a lot of a culture that had really strict table fellowship rules. Who you ate with could totally ruin your reputation. And many believed it would also ruin your relationship with God. So here we are at a dinner party with 5,000 sick and unclean outcasts and sinners. The fear of being contaminated and losing everything had to be intense. But I think I understand strangers are still scary. Last Monday, Brian and I went to Lucille's for brunch. I don't know if you've been there, but we arrived to see a really long line in front of us. And as we got closer and closer to the hostess, we could hear the same exchange play out over and over. The wait is about 45 minutes, or you can sit in communal seating. Uh, We'll wait, every group said. Then it was our turn. How about communal seating? And I felt my stomach turn, and I got really stiff, and I looked snobbly around the room, and I said, which table is the communal table? (laughs) I said, is it that one over there? Oh, yes, it's that one. (laughs) Uh, But before I had time to say no, Brian said, uh, yeah, we'll take it. (laughs) So we sat down, and I'm not proud of it, but I sat there for half an hour without acknowledging the presence of the woman seated beside me. I didn't acknowledge her until she, undeterred by me, acknowledged me. And I'm so glad I did. Um, I learned that she is a Southern Baptist woman living in Alabama, working to make churches in the South welcoming to LGBT people. (laughs) She loves Nadia. She loves this church and was so happy to have the chance to sit and just talk for a minute about that. Yeah, smack, smack. (laughs) 
I, I, I would not have had the chance to have that little bit of grace had she not pulled me out of my isolation. And like the crowd before the meal, way too often I choose to be alone in my world with my people when the gospel is waiting beside me in that stranger. I had a friend several years ago who had the practice of making sure he left the house and interacted with a stranger at least once every day. He worked from home, so he had to do this, and he did it. He often he would talk about how much it helped him to talk every single day with a stranger. Strangers are unpredictable. Encountering the stranger makes it harder, harder for us to edit who we are. Face to face with a stranger, we can't run immediately to Facebook or Instagram or text messaging to hide who we really are. We can't hide what's really going on while giving the impression that we are actually open and vulnerable. So I've always looked up to my friend's wisdom about strangers because I've never had that kind of self-discipline to consistently avoid isolation just because I know it's bad for me. Like the Apostle Paul, I suffer from the sin of knowing what I need and then doing the opposite. Though I know the pain very well, I know the pain of isolation, periodically I fall back into it. And as soon as I do, my world becomes smaller, my thoughts become increasingly self-centered, and it becomes difficult to hear anything but my own ego. But eventually, like in Lucille's, I hear the good news of Christ again. Eventually, I stumble across a stranger who brings me face to face with the grace of God. This is the meal Jesus prepares for us. Through strangers, Jesus pursues us, all of us, and brings us to a freedom and wholeness that we can only fully know in the presence of others. Time and time again, Jesus, our great shepherd, pulls us from these deadly chains of self-centeredness and fear and rallies us around our need together. And it's in this gathering of hungry, sin-sick people that the miracle happens, It's the same miracle that happens when we gather around the altar as we're about to do. We take our place at God's table as equals. We are equals not because we share the right ideas or live good lives, but because God has already set the table for us. At the table, we are free to see God in all people. And we are reassured that the gift we are given will not be taken away because of who we befriend who we love, or what kind of life we lead. And when we leave the table, we go out into the world to continue this same holy meal with everyone we meet, because this meal is truly given to all people. So this evening, I invite you to the table, and I invite you to stay also afterwards for the potluck. May you see God in this feast of strangers, transformed into grace, and may you be fully satisfied. Amen.